Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Bitcoin Noise Show. Today is December the 26th. 2020 strong hand one day closer to a trillion dollar market cap we'll talk about that only the beginning don't fall on alts buying over crying personal responsibilities new counter this game is not rigged complete compete don't complain i am offended by selling on this beautiful golden age day in the 2020s hello my elite friends do you have questions i have answers type in bitcoin meister do a super chat Yes, it's another one of those days, another day, another all-time high. One second closer to an all-time high. We just had another all-time high right before the show started. I don't even know what the all-time high is anymore. It's like 26,939 or something now. Who knows? By the time you watch this, it's probably going to be something else. All right. Um my elite friends, what a what a time to be alive, isn't it? Uh, so we're going to talk about noise. There's there's noise out there, and I'm going to click clear up the noise. But watch yesterday's show, this week in Bitcoin. That was not noise. That's the best guest in the space. The Bitcoin rabbi Brecky and Gigi were on, and and also check out the links below. They're not all added yet. If you're watching this live, but you retweet my rant. Uh, from the first all-time high day, like a few, like a week ago now, and my TikTok stuff is is linked to below. So let's talk about this guy and, and yeah, Kevin O'Leary. I Kevin O'Leary. I've talked about him before. He's a Shark Tank guy. He's Canadian. Very very successful guy. Um, but uh, yeah, he uh, he bashed Bitcoin he, he, to get some attention. And this is what the major media is actually covering. They're not covering this all-time high stuff. Like this is one of the major new. Not that there's much Bitcoin story stories at all in the mainstream media, but I found this one, and it's Kevin O'Leary. Bitcoin is irrelevant, and investors are going to weep if regulators come down hard on crypto, says Kevin O'Leary. Okay, the only crying going on. Is the people complaining about Bitcoin? There's not going to be weeping by those of us that have been buying for years and years. All right, Kevin. Now, Ke- Kevin is an entrepreneurial guy, so I, I like I like what he has to say about being an entrepreneur. And like, either you're the guy that uh, picks up the the dung from the floor, or you're the guy who owns the store. Okay, so uh, he, that was a story of his, and I, I like that. I, I mangled his line. I like that, but I don't like this and. This is a reminder that as Bitcoin becomes, as the price get goes higher, um, and we get all excited about the Michael Sailors of the world and the the big names of the world that that jump on the Bitcoin train, they're going to be these contrarian dudes that want to jump on the train, but on the caboose of the train and try to take it the other way. Uh, you know, do the Peter Schiff thing. I mean, it's a good way to get attention. He's a marketing guy. I mean, he's uh, he's a CEO type guy, Kevin O'Leary. So he's a master of many, many skills, right? I know he's in the marketing. Um, so is he, is this strategic him ripping on Bitcoin? I don't know what, I, what I, I just, I want to add though. I want to stress that it's a big target. It's a moving target. And so as it gets into the news, 
at least the financial news, the mainstream news is covering nonsense. Um, as it gets into the financial news more and more, you're going to have guys jump, guys just like Kevin O'Leary, who totally go the Peter Schiff route too. So don't be disappointed. Don't don't have heroes. Don't put guys on pedestals. Uh, so that is, uh, it, it is amazing that the mainstream media in the last 48 hours, as Bitcoin's been going crazy once again, you you, you type in big, a new search for Bitcoin, and this is it's from Business Insider. Business Insider. So I will link to that below. And someone, and I forgot to write this guy's name down. I'm so sorry. You left a comment on under yesterday's video. We were talking about Ripple uh, during uh, the This Week in Bitcoin show. Because it was news. It was big news of, of the past week. And this great commenter said, you know what the Ripple effect, no pun, is going to be for Joe Normal? He will not be. He will now be ignore, ignoring skyrocketing Bitcoin prices even more stubbornly, and leave the riches to even more companies. Have fun being poor, folks, and sick from wearing a certain fashion accessory twenty four seven and feeling smug about it on top. <laughs> okay, yeah, pound that like button for that last part. But yeah, Ripple was covered by mainstream news. Some some financial news you, you, you heard a lot about. So there are going to be people that are going to be like, oh, cryptocurrencies crashed. This Ripple thing, I'm not getting into Bitcoin. I'm not getting into Bitcoin. They're going to hear about the Ripple more than they're going to hear about the Bitcoin price. That's that's the way it is. Uh, they People love to co- cover these uh, salacious stories uh, and try to tie it in the Bitcoin and try to scare you about Bitcoin. I mean, there are plenty of fudders that were saying, oh, if Ripple, if, if the number three cryptocurrency is going down, then uh, have a Bitcoin. Ignore that noise. That's why this is called the Bitcoin Noise Show. But I think most of you here know that the Ripple stuff, it, but uh, unfortunately, mainstreamers, normies, they don't, that that kind of noise freaks them out when they hear the people saying, well, the number three cryptocurrency is gone. You know, it's going down the tubes. Oh, Taval Dacris. And th- I'm going to talk about you today, Taval. I have in my notes to talk about something about that you brought up. But thank you for the five Canadian dollars. Don't you find it interesting that people have time to bash Bitcoin but never fiat? Well, yeah, it seems like the only people that, that bash fiat are the, the gold freaks and the, the crypto and the Bitcoin freaks. Uh, yeah, the, the mainstreamers do not bash fiat. Oh, no, no, no. They're like, please, we need uh, we need checks. Give us our uh, – why isn't Trump writing us a $2,000 check? We value our wealth in uh, fiat. They, they, don't, they don't talk about the inflationary uh, aspects of the dollar printing. I do. I find it interesting that people have time to bash bit. Don't have they have time to bash Bitcoin? It's in. It's a. You know. It's vilified. It's what the normies think is bad. It's people are. The success is what is targeted. That that's what people like to vilify. And Bitcoin is success. Failure is the dollar. Is fiat freaks. That that's that's failure right there. There's people who spend spend spend, and that's what that's what's glorified. So. Yeah, it's uh, it is interesting that the, the mainstream media and, and and can find so much time to bash Bitcoin. 
Um, but there are a lot of people also that are bitter they didn't get into Bitcoin. Now, I don't think I don't think that's what Kevin O'Leary is doing. Kevin O'Leary is just doing it to make the news, and, and maybe he believes it. I don't know. 2024 having hype, says Bitcoin Embassy London. Yes, but Tabal, we're going to get back to you later in the show because I, I, I we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about something that you brought up on another show that is noise, but you brought it up in a nice way. But now I'm hearing the noise. Uh, and yeah, I'm trying to get through this show. I'm not look this. I want to eat this coconut. My 44 hour fast will uh, come to an end. It's been 44 hours. So it's been a great, I, I can't feel it. I don't feel the fast. Of course. Uh, my last 44 hour fast of 2020 pound that like button. So I really wanted <laughs> the Kevin O'Leary thing. I wanted to talk about that second, but I skipped the first story because I, this is not, I just wrote all this down right beforehand. Um, and yeah, coke, I love coconuts, man. Coconuts are good for you, man. And I got the avocado is, is ready. The, getting, getting ready for the avocado too. Oh, but I, I have, I can defer gratification. I don't have to go to the food right yet. I don't have to, don't worry. I'll get to you, baby. I will, oh, it will be good, but we got to do the show first. At $27,000, Bitcoin's market cap will be $500 billion, says Andy Hoffman. That's half a freaking trillion, baby. I scream, He says, I screamed in the fall of 2017 when the first Hoffman line at $100 billion, $6,000 Bitcoin, was breached. Price would soar. Not sure what will happen when the second Hoffman line breaks, but don't be surprised by anything. Well, I like that reminder. I... I, I saw that Bitcoin, you know, reached 26,000, whatever it reached, uh, 26,741 it is right now. And Andy, re Andy reminded me about whoa, half a trillion dollars. That's the next goal. That's the next thing. We're almost there already. We're almost at a half a trillion dollar freaking market cap for Bitcoin. And I mean, just a few months ago, it was still, we were having, well, when we had the panic of March, it was around, it went under a hundred billion. For, for a little bit there, for, for like a day or something like that. And that was, I was buying and I wasn't crying then. Oh yeah, pound that like button. But yeah, good reminder there, Andy Hoffman. Uh, half a trillion. I, I think some people, that, that should be newsworthy, right? Half, because what I've been saying is we're one day closer to a trillion dollar market cap. That's a pretty big uh, step to a trillion dollar market cap. That's half freaking way there. And my Lord. This is just, I mean, I, I didn't think, I thought we'd get, I didn't think we'd get the all-time high in 2020. I didn't, I thought it would be in January. <laughs> so this has been fun as anything, hasn't it? This last week or, I mean, I'm losing track of things. Like, I knew we were on the verge of 25,000. Next thing I know, we're at 26,000. It's moving so fast, you fiat freaks. And Anthony's talking about 27. Who knows when that's, I mean, by the time the show ends, you never know. You never know these days, but yeah, half half trillion dollar market cap. That's big time there, baby. That that's big time. But a trillion is one day closer to that, baby. Um, all right. And uh, here here is uh, I don't know. We talked about Kevin here, and I got I, I will link to everything eventually. Sorry, it's not linked to now. Uh, Wait, yeah, there was something else I wanted to say about the Ripple thing here. No, it's just the mainstream news and uh, yeah, Kevin O'Leary being me. All right. So uh, we're going to talk about a current event real quick. 
Well, should I get to the Nashville thing now? I'll talk about Nick Carter, then we'll talk about the Nashville thing, because there's noise around that also, and it is important news what would happen in Nashville, and that's way beyond Bitcoin. I did tomorrow's the Beyond Bitcoin show, but I want to get get into that. All right, um, and by the way, this all time high. Don't let that be noise to you that takes you away from the signal and makes you sell your Bitcoin. Okay, so it is if you're tempted to sell your Bitcoin because it's twenty six thousand or whatever it is, that's it's noise that. Then the all-time high talk is noise because it's leading you down a bad path. Buy and hold. Buy and hold. It's not time to take profits. I. It's never time to take profits. There are, there are a lot of people and people I respect say, oh, it's time to take profits now. Then No, it's not. You don't play in their freaking dollar tax realm and have to pay them a million dollars in taxes or whatever you're going to have to pay them in. Uh, okay? So, uh, no. don't. All-time high is great. It's fun. But don't let it be noise that te- that be- it's hard to have a strong hand when it's going up. And for some people, it's have a- hard to have a strong hand when it's going down. Still, I want to vomit when I think about people who sold on March the 12th. I'm sure they want to vomit a lot more than I do when they think about it because they lost. I won. I mean, I bought that day. But OK, look, Nick Carter has predictions out. Um, and here's a quote. He's a smart guy. Nick, he was been on the show a long time ago. His 2021 predictions and 2020 year in review. Here's something that I got out of the, the, the that, that stuck out to me. The financialization of Bitcoin has other downsides. In 2017, commercial entities seeking to push through a change to the Bitcoin protocol failed because they lacked sufficient support. However, in 2020, many more Bitcoins are held by large financial institutions. Would the equivalent of the New York agreement prevail under today's market conditions? I hope that we don't have to find out. But I fear that as financial intermediaries gain more relevance in Bitcoin markets, their bargaining power will grow as well. Well, again, Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. 21 million Bitcoin is the real Bitcoin. The real Bitcoin is the real Bitcoin. But I will say this. The New York agreement failed last time. They didn't get the Bitcoin 2X fork off the ground, and they were going to claim that was Bitcoin. And I've been saying this for a few weeks now, um, and Nick is on the same page as me, basically. Um, they're, they're, they're one of these financial entities will gather up a bunch of other financial entities, and they're not going to like that Bitcoin's KYC or something like that. I think it's going to deal with privacy, and they're going to try to fork it. They're going to try. There will be an unfriendly fork. We will get it as a crypto dividend. It will fail, but you got to you gotta be ready. You got to be a long-term thinker. And 2021 is going to be fun as anything, but um, 2021 could be the year that these dudes try to do this. Whoever these dudes are, they'll hire Rob Paul to be their spokesperson. Just kidding, sort of. Um, but <laughs> all right. Now, yeah, so 70% 70% Bitcoin dominance. I wonder if some of this pump is because Ripple keeps on it's it's dumped. Um, I, I I would think some of the Ripple money is being turned into Bitcoin. I can't tell you why it's soaring. Okay, it could be a country secretly buying up. It it's probably some other corporate entity secretly buying up, or the corporate entities that we already know that are going to buy it that are that are buying it up. Um, I, I, I why ask why it's happening. We, it's after the halving. 
It's the having hype, post-having hype. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So Carl Denninger uh, has a good post about what happened in Nashville. And I he makes some good points. I'm going to link to it below. He's at market.ticker.org. Uh, the, the, the explosion that happened there in, in an RV, it happened near a communications facility, a hardened communications facility. And uh, the, the explosion was able to damage it. And, and there were warnings, you know, that the, the person who did this or entity that did this didn't want people hurt. There were warnings, the loudspeaker saying, you know, leave the area. There's going to be an explosion. And I find it he, – he points out again that – I forgot what communication who, – who owned the, the facility. Uh, but one would think in this day and age when people are very frustrated with social media and with the internet that uh, some freak out there would try to take out the internet basically, take out the phone lines, take out – what these companies are intertwined with. And you will notice, and it could just be be because it's Christmas weekend, but the media, the mainstream media, they don't seem to be jumping to any conclusions on this yet. And I think they might be a little scared um, because I think they might be worried that this was targeting them and, and, and big, big, uh, big tech too, or big, Big social media, you know, from Facebook to YouTube to Twitter, that they're pretty quiet about this right now. Also, you know, you don't see any Twitter trends dealing with this, and you got to wonder. And and maybe it was just a complete nutso that one of the. And maybe it was a completely different reason, but it's very interesting that it was near a communications facility. You know, take, taking into account other current events. And people's frustrate. Well, well, it'll get figured out real soon. Um, and you know, it, it definitely was thought out. It was. It, it wasn't. Uh, we all know it, it doesn't have to. It's, it wasn't the people that were going crazy in June, burning things down and stuff. Okay, it, it, this is a very targeted, organized type of thing. And uh, we'll we'll see what it is. I. I you know, I, I don't encourage anything like that because it it, dest- it destroys people's innocent businesses. It, it, that, that's wrong. I mean, they, they it, it, it didn't just it blow up the communications facility; it blew up people's businesses. It's ridiculous. Um, uh, but uh, if the person who's behind this survived, uh, I got a bad feeling. It this was just like the first one, probably. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, all right, so going back, Taval predicted – he brought up a few – I don't know, it was a few weeks ago. He, he mentioned something about psychedelics and that people are talking about investing in psychedelics. And I hadn't heard of anything, but in the past I had talked about the pot stocks and how ridiculous I thought the pot stocks were when there was Bitcoin. But all these people like Doug, Doug Casey's newsletter and, and others were saying, you know, pot stocks. And then they forgot about it because it was complete nonsense. I mean, Bitcoin over pot stocks any day of the week. Well, Doug Casey's free newsletter that for some reason I get, 2021 prediction series, the race for psychedelic fortunes. And uh, a line in this 
Savvy investors smell an incredible opportunity in LSD and other psychedelics. <laughs> this is like the flavor of the month. Like the, the non-Bitcoin investment, ridiculous, trendy flavor of the month that like young guys are tempted by. It's, it's dudes. So Taval, uh, hat tip to you. You inform me of this ridiculous thing before anyone. And now, sure enough, Doug Casey is, uh, they're pumping this up. I mean, how, what, what, I, I just don't see how anyone can like want to diversify into that when cryptocurrencies exist. Yeah. I mean, even it's better to get into Ethereum than freaking, uh, uh, of course, it's better to get into Ethereum than pot stocks or psychedelic stocks. I mean, it's it's absolutely it, – it's wild. Though. So good job there. Good job there, uh, my bud, my buddy uh, Taval. And I told you I was going to mention you later. Uh, Spartacus uh, Thracian said, don't buy Bitcoin. I'm buying Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah, that, well, compete. Don't complain. I'm glad you're buying Bitcoin. Though. <laughs> One, two, three, no scoops at Bitcoin Meister. So far, this bull run has been pretty cool. No friends or family of mine are interested in Bitcoin. Has to be some uh, corporate buys. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not retail, dude. And the, the sad part is it's becoming more obvious that retail isn't jumping into this because they're all obsessed with what the mainstream media freaking feeds them now, about the virus. I mean, they're just sad. They're, the, I mean, it's people are so down and out. Every headline is negative in mainstream media. Okay. And people have just become addicted to that. And they think the whole, they think 2020 has been horrible. And if someone even mentions anything good about 2020, they, they just like, they're like, it's impossible. And so we're privileged here. We're privileged because we were in motion. I am proud to be Bitcoin privileged. I am proud to say that this has been an awesome year and that they're missing out and the rich are getting richer. And I love it. It's hey, personal responsibility is new counterculture. You bought into the depressing narrative, the mainstream media, and you want to cry every single day and virtue signal and tell a story about your friend who's fat and got sick or you're fat and you got sick or your mom's fat and she got sick. Great. You do that. I'll buy Bitcoin. I'll get rich. You'll just become more dollar dependent, dollar dependent. It's the welfare dollar. That's what I said. It's it's not everyone was talking about it. It's the uh, what are they used to? The petrodollar. Do, do you guys really believe in the petrodollar still, or do you see the strength, the quote unquote strength of the welfare dollar? How the eighty percenters are love it, never giving up on it. Okay, now but twenty percenters or elite here, Bitcoin overlay baby. We know it. We know it. Shirts like this, link to below. So, yeah, I washed my hair uh, with the uh, coconut water and baking soda. It turned out pretty nice. It turned out – and I'll talk about the tomorrow show. Uh, wa washing, wash hair. Okay. All right. All right. That, 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 although I basically just talked about it now, but we'll talk about a coconut oil even – coconuts more tomorrow maybe. Maybe that was just a big waste of time, me just writing all that down. All right. Now, uh, <laughs> writing down something to talk about tomorrow when I'm talking about it now. It's, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. Andreas has an interesting, uh, interesting video called Crypto in Couch Cushions, Finding Bitcoin and Other Cryptocurrencies. Uh, so some of you that are a little bit more elite, 
for various reasons, you might have old uh, recovery seeds, you know, from 2015 even. It's good to check up on them. Maybe there was some crypto dividend you didn't claim on them. Uh, again, these are old recovery seeds that you think you've moved everything off of. Good to check uh, or use some private keys, some private keys, some paper wallets or whatever. It's good to go check back on it. And he says it's just a good exercise in security anyway. Um, so that it's an interesting video. I will link to it below. Um, okay, we talked about the Nashville and we talked about 70%. And all right, let's let's move on. The Bitcoin, uh, I feel like I'm skipping something. Oh, God, lots of. Uh... Oh, yeah, Tizen says uh, Vietnamese prime minister just signed an order placing crypto as one of the top five technologies that should be a priority in Vietnam. All right. I hadn't heard about that yet. So that's good. But for me, it's one day closer to a country buying its own uh, its own Bitcoin for their reserve. So and maybe that's. Maybe it'll be Vietnam. Who knows? Neil Ferguson here. What's this, Neil? This is uh, uh this is more of a uh, beyond Bitcoin, but I want to I want to share this. Uh, Neil Ferguson has given an extraordinary interview to the Times, in which he emphasizes how the Chinese example changed the boundaries of what governments could get could get away with in the West. Ferguson, <laughs> he's grateful for Xi's lockdown model. It's a communist one. It's a communist one-party state, he said. We, 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 we said we couldn't get away with it. Then Italy did it, and we realized we could. If China had not done it, the, the year would have been very different. <laughs> I mean, that dude, that's the dude who made the scary model in England, and he's straight up saying that, yeah, if China had it, we wouldn't have been able to do it. And it's it's great that China did it. <laughs> and this is just all on my Beyond Bitcoin topic that it is unfortunate that there are so many people now that think it's cool to emulate China. Centrally, centralized control, authoritarian government. Uh, and pe some people are begging for it. And it has, it has shocked me that there are people in the Bitcoin space, which is supposed to be decentralized, that that enjoy this lockdown model. And it, it, I mean, it's this guy is straight up admitting it. One of one of the biggest criminals behind this whole uh, virus thing, uh, Neil Ferguson, I mean, he, he, he's, he's appearing even more criminal-like by saying, yeah, I like the China model. And we couldn't have got, we, we wouldn't be able to pull this up with it without the, the Chinese uh, doing this. And no one put their foot down. No country was willing to put their foot down and say, no, we don't want to follow this authoritarian model. Not even the United States. Not even the president of the United States. He could have. He could have put his foot down. And that. And, and had he, he probably would have won. But he's wishy-washy. He loves to fit in. And all those people, all the governors and whatever, they 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 they, they err on the side of quote unquote caution, which is the screaming Karens. Like they don't want some screaming Karen to say, "Oh, you killed my grandma" or whatever. So they go. They, they go to this, the authoritarian model where no one supposedly dies. All right. It, it's disgusting. And so all of those so-called freedom-loving governors and presidents went with this, this model. All right. 
So that's something I could have talked about tomorrow, but I talked about it today. And uh, here's some old news, but I think it's creative for scammers. So be be careful. Hot Hotbit sent this out. Lei Cheng is pretending to be a member of the Hotbit official listing team on LinkedIn uh, to scam project parties to pay the listing fee. So, so you, you've got all these altcoins that come out and, and tokens and, and whatever, and they want to bribe people to, uh, you know, to, to appear on exchanges or pay beyond exchanges. So some scammer pretended to be an exchange and said, hey, you know, pay me. I'll get you on the exchange. It's pretty creative. Be careful out there, dudes. Be freaking uh, careful. There used to be a guy named uh, uh, Bitcoin Globe. Do you, and it, does anybody remember Bitcoin Globe? He was on my show in 2017, and he's not around anymore. Uh, but he commented on one of my videos lately and linked to one of his videos. Uh, and it's like him driving around the desert or like these dudes racing cool bikes or something in the day. I'll link to it below. Interesting video. Um, I'm, I'm doing it because, well, he, he said check out what I'm doing. So that's what he's doing now. Um, I, I hope he kept some of his Bitcoin. He was one of the original dudes that actually talked about the 2020 halving in, in 2016. When I was talking about it, he, he was talking about it too. Um, but uh, I, I don't know what he does now. It's, uh, so if any, anyone remembers him, I'll, I'll link to a video of what he's, you know, you can check out. If he's doing something totally different. Carrie uh, Lutz newsletter. Speaking of noise. So it's good. I've been on Kerry Lutz's show before. Kerry Lutz, I'm glad his first story at the top is Bitcoin strangling the other cryptocurrencies. Okay, that's cool. You're bringing uh, Bitcoin knowledge to the normies. Uh-oh, gets noisy later on. It's not only, it's not yet a done deal. One of the many concerns that non-holders have about Bitcoin is that its algorithmically constrained supply might be a kind of mirage because other cryptocurrencies with similar characteristics and utility can be created to inflate into infinite numbers. Oh, there he goes. Dude, why'd you have to bring up that noise? That's that's classic FUD that no, 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 but you're saying that Bitcoin doesn't have uh, the Bitcoin doesn't have a limited supply because all these other cryptocurrencies can create more, and thus there's an infinite supply of cryptocurrencies. You don't get it, dude. You don't get it. It's the original. It's the one. It's Bitcoin. It does have a limited supply. The other ones are fakers and centralized, and they can do what they want to what, what they want to do in their realm. It doesn't affect uh, that Bitcoin only going to be 21 million ever. And uh, that's it. That's all. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Pound that like button. Check out all the links below. I'll add them in a second. And uh, tomorrow will be hopefully the uh, Beyond Bitcoin show. I hope I didn't leave anything out. felt like I left something out of this show. Bye-bye.